Oh God, we thank you for your anointing, God. Oh God, we thank you for the spirit, God, the sweet aroma that's in the, that's in the sanctuary tonight, God. Oh, we just thank you tonight, God. Oh God, we ask you, God, to have your way tonight, God. Oh God, I ask you that I may decrease, that you may increase, God. I ask you to open up the hearts and the minds of your people tonight that we may see, receive the word, God. God, a word for your people today, God. In 2016, July, God, we need to hear from you tonight, God. We need to get an understanding, God, of where we're going, God. What our purpose is, God. What our calling is, God. Where you're taking us to, God. Oh God, we just love you, God. Oh God, we just thank you, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place tonight. Holy Spirit, take over right now. Oh, God, we thank you. God, we love you. God, we magnify you. You are worthy. In all these things, we ask you and we thank you and we operate in the spirit of expectation. In your son Jesus' name we pray. may have your seat if you're able, if you're able to sit down. If not, keep on praising them, keep on worshiping them, because I'm not in liberty to tell you that you can't praise God, you can't worship God. Just because it's not Sunday morning, don't mean we can't worship and we can't praise him. Because he's worthy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. God, I thank you. I tell you, the devil didn't want to get this through tonight. Pastor, the devil didn't want to get this through tonight. I tried to print this thing out three times. First thing happened, the, the printer wasn't working. The toner was out. Me and Brother Joe <laughs> was back there trying to get it. So I called Sister Teresa. I said, Teresa, where you at? She said, I'm on the way. I said, I got to get this Bible study printed out. I said, I got it, but I need to get it printed out. And she came up and Everything was together and everything was in order. Brother Joe had got it together. And so I was back in the back and I was about to print it out. And I was finishing it up because God was talking to me and dealing with me. And I went to print it out. And for those who don't know, if you can't print out a Word or Excel, you got to print out a PDF on your USB drive. So I knew this. I had made that mistake a couple of times. So I'm in the back and I called myself and saved it over to my USB drive. And I'm up there trying to print it, and it's five minutes to seven. And I went back and forth three times. Pastor done checked in on me. You all right? I said, I'm all right. Sister Moore, I'm all right. <laughs> but I know that this is a word for God's people tonight because it's something that we struggle with as a ministry, as a, as a body of Christ. This is a touchy subject. This is something that we don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about finances in the church. Sister Teresa did an awesome, awesome, awesome job last week with her Bible study. Give her a hand. I don't know where she at. But it was so educational, so motivational. I mean, I said, wow, man, I got to come behind that. And I said, good gracious. I said, Lord, I said, Pastor, can I change the subject? He said, no, this is, this is financial freedom. This is the month that our people get free, that our ministry get free, that we that we go to another level in our stability and our finances because so many of us are bound by our finances and we look good, we drive good, we smell good, all that stuff. And, you know, we want to pull in the parking lot and we, we want everybody to think we got it all together. 
the ministry. We want, you know, hey, we, we want to have it all together. But at the end of the day, so many of us are struggling financially. So many ministries are struggling financially because why? Because we don't just lean on God's word and ask him for his understanding. So tonight, I know this is not going to be a hooping and hollering tonight. This is going to be more educational, but I pray as so many of us last week left with a, a yearning and a burning on the inside to do better, to be good stewards of what God has blessed us with. I pray that we can continue on with that tonight. And I got a simple subject, a simple topic or whatever you want to call it, but I know it's one that's a little touchy. So I'm glad that we're here tonight because the same way we tell when things, you know, you know, we, we all got a little gossip spirit in us. I mean, you ain't got to raise your hand, but amen. So, you know, we tell things that maybe we shouldn't tell, but this is something tonight. For those that's not here, make sure you go out and share it and you share what God has given us tonight because I think this is going to take us to a new place that we can be and doing the things that God has called us to do. And tonight is a simple topic. It says, is a church budget necessary? What does God have to say about it? And the reason why I chose that topic is because I really, truly don't think that the majority of Christians in 2016 think that a church really needs a budget. Ain't no amens on that, but amen. Being that what I do every day in life now, I have been blessed with the opportunity to be the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Beyond Measure Enterprise, I start to now have a clear understanding of what it means to have a budget. And I can be totally honest with you, before I got saved, I was one of those who said that church, church does not need a budget. It does not take all of that. What are we taking up offerings for? Can't we miss a week? Can't we miss a month? I, I'm the first one to admit that I was one of those people who said, look, there's no need to have to take up money every week. And I am truly can sit here today, 17 years later, and say that I have been corrected because at the end of the day, I truly understand now that in order to do what God has called us to do, Hear me out. Let, let me make it more personal. To do what God has called Beyond Measure Ministries here at 904 East Main Street, Hall River, North Carolina, there is no way that we can do what God has called us to do if we don't talk about a church budget. Brother Ralph, I mean, right? I mean, at the end of the day, and, and when we finish tonight, I'm really, really, really hoping, and, and I know in my heart that, no matter if you agree or don't agree, you will have a different view of what a church budget is and why it's necessary for the kingdom. And I'm here to say, first of all, it has nothing to do with the pastor, has nothing to do with the leaders. This is all tied into God's kingdom. I'm going to give it to you. Tonight, I got two scriptures. And the first scripture, I want somebody to read it for me. First Peter Chapter 4, verse 10. 1 Peter, chapter 4, verse 10. And you say it's on the screens, but I want it to be read because when we read the word of God, if something happens, something happens on the inside that starts to move, and we, we can show enough, get an understanding when we read it and when we kind of digest it. 
Anybody got that for me? Let me know. So I won't have to call on you. Sister Shalana. 1 Peter 4.10 reads as follows. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Then if she doesn't have her mic, I'm going to read it for you. This is 1 Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, to serve God's children. Come on, to serve those that are less fortunate, to serve those that are about to be put out of their house, that the kids' shoes are a little bit too small, that the holes are in the pants. I can go on and on. But it says, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Psalms 24, 1. I need somebody to read that for me. Psalms 24 and 1. Psalms 24 and 1. Amen. Amen. We got one right here. Miss Pittman. Thank you, Lord. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, this is a different version, the world and those who dwell in it. So basically saying everything that we have, everything that exists, this nice, beautiful edifice, this beautiful church, our beautiful cars, our beautiful homes, everything belongs to God. See, as Sister Teresa said last week, I know she said it somewhere in there, we're just borrowing what God has blessed us with. Brother Walker, and the question is not who it belongs to. The question is what we're going to do with what has been borrowed or loaned or given to us. See, the problem that I know that I have had a struggle with, and still to this day I struggle with it, is that I say I go to work. Therefore, I earn my paycheck. Therefore, I should be able to determine what I'm going to do with my money, Sister Ingram. So who is that, you know, when we say, who is the pastor to tell me that I need to give 10%? Who is the pastor to say I need to give an offering? Who is the pastor to say we got a bucket over here, $3 for the kids? So I'm here to tell you it's not the pastor that's talking to you. Come on, I need somebody to catch that. (laughs) He is nothing but a vessel. That has been used because these are principles and these are the these are the scriptures, the word that is given from God. The 10% doesn't come from the pastor. I'm here to tell you, it takes more than 10% if you're out here doing real ministry. Come on, I mean, come on now. Oh, I'm gonna make it plain by the end of the night. You're gonna be shaking your head like, man, okay, I get it. I'm gonna do a little bit better. I don't know about the 10%, but I'm gonna get up at least about 5%. Somebody catch that. The number one question I want to ask you is, we go back to the scripture, 1 Peter 4.10, it says, a good, as good stewards of God's very grace. I'm going to tell you, I used to hear that word stewards all the time, and I didn't even understand what it was talking about. A steward, stewardess, I didn't know what they were talking about. Somebody tell me who or what is a steward, because we cannot move forward, number one, if we don't know what or who a steward is. Somebody tell me, what is a steward? Come on. 
person that has been entrusted, y'all catch that word right there? Entrusted with something that belongs to somebody else. Somebody else, give me, that is absolutely right. Somebody else, give me a little bit more definition, a little bit more what a steward means to you. Anybody? Sister Wilma, what is a steward? Say it from the beginning. They didn't hear you. Say it again. Can anybody see where we're going? Can, it, can, can anybody visualize where we're going? Even though I know it's tough, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's that tough steak, uh, that steak that is not the uh, filet mignon tonight. You know, it's a little tough. But the question that I'm asking you tonight, can you see what, where God is talking about right here in Psalms 4 and 10? It says everything they said is absolutely right. A steward is someone who gets responsibility and authority from an owner to look after the owner's property in the owner's best interest. A steward must agree to account to the owner regularly for his or her performance compared with the owner's standards. Not my standards. Whose standards are we talking about tonight? Whose standards? The pastor's standards? Come on, Sister Terry, she had hospitality. Her standards? Y'all know Jackie don't play. Jackie's standards? We're talking about God's standards. What we're talking about tonight is we have to transform our way of thinking. The word of God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that we can improve what are those good and acceptable, perfect will of God. See, what happens is... We transform our, transform our minds on things that are convenient to us, right? It's convenient to, you know, transform on things that don't hurt, don't burn, there's no work. Oh, I'm a new person, I'm a new creature. And then as, as we always talk about, we pick and choose and say, oh, this, this fits me. That fits me. Yes, that's me. Well, what the pastor's talking about tonight, that don't fit me. We, we, we'll skip a whole chapter in the Bible because it don't fit us. We start reading it, ah, that, that, that don't fit me. Let me move over. Ezekiel, no, 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 they talking now. Ezekiel don't fit me. Let me go over to Daniel and we'll talk about the lines then. I want to read about that. that. That's a little bit better. Ah, hey, God, ah, that's a little, no, no, that's too deep. I don't want to read that. Let me, let, 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 let me, Genesis was good. Let, let, let me go back to Genesis. Come on, y'all know how we do. It's convenient. It feels good. I've done my deed. I've, I've read. But, but truly what God is trying to elevate and take us to, he's trying to take us to a new place in him. And what he's trying to do is if you're connected to any ministry, when that ministry grows, the ministry actually is the people. It's not the church. It's not the pastor. All the stuff. He, he gets he's a, the head of the ministry. But the ministry don't stop with the pastor. It don't stop with the leaders. It don't stop with the head of hospitality. It doesn't stop with praise and worship. We are the ministry. Guess what? I have to take, I don't care if I come once a week, only on Sunday or only on Thursday. Guess what? I am, even if I'm not on paper, I still am a member of God's kingdom. 
when I chose to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I said I believe and I confess with my mouth, Romans 10, 10, therefore I have made a commitment to God. I have said I am willing to be a good steward with what you have blessed me with, what you have left me with, with the abundance of the land, with this great job I got, with this great home, with this great bank account. I don't care how big or small, it's all great because somebody is always doing worse than we are. We ain't got to look, we ain't got to look too far to our left or too far to our right. We know somebody always is getting by with less than what we have. I ain't got enough to bless nobody. I ain't got enough to buy no, to help nobody get no book bags or back to school. They better go to work like I go to work. They shouldn't have had seven kids if they can't get book bags for them. How you know she wasn't married with her husband, making a good job, had seven kids, husband died in a car accident, didn't have no insurance, she's never worked a day in her life. Come on. We don't know the story. But we quick to judge. I, I go to work, she can go to work. My mama, she was a great wife. She was at home, had four boys, did everything she's supposed to do. Four years old, my daddy chose another woman. He left. She got four boys. She's never worked day in her life. Now we broke. He ain't paying the bills. He ain't paying the rent. Now we in welfare line. Guess what? It wasn't her fault. Hadn't worked in 15 years because her husband said, stay home, take care of the kids, take care of the house, and do all the things that a wife should do. I'm going to take care of you. Guess what? She look up one day, and all that is gone. Now we down at the welfare line. I remember like it was yesterday eating that good old cheese. Talk to me, somebody. See, some of y'all ain't never been through nothing, so I can't talk to you tonight. You know, let, let, let me talk to somebody who's been through something, who, 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 who's experienced a little bit of lack. Let me talk to some folks who've been. I, I understand, you know, and that's great. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I've been in the valley. So when somebody else is in the valley, I want to help them get out of the valley. And guess what? But that's not me. That's the God in me. The God that should be in all of us, that's called kingdom work. It's called kingdom work. It's about reaching back, blessing those that are less fortunate than ourselves. But at the end of the day, it's called being a good steward of what God has blessed us with. Mm. We, in essence, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you want to chop it up, we are the stewards that God is talking about in 1 Peter 14. I got another question for you, and it's one that I think a lot of us struggle with because at the end of the day, you know, we all have our view. We all have our opinion, and, you know, no matter, no matter what, and we all have an opinion of the visionary of any ministry, right? I mean, most of us, because we're here, we have a great opinion of our pastor. We Respect them all to a certain level because if not, we will be somewhere else. But at the end of the day, no show, no hands, don't look to your left or right. We all don't agree with every decision that pastor brings forth to the ministry. And you ain't got to do no amens. Don't even look because I know you're looking to see if he's looking at you. He ain't looking at you. All right? Already got the answer. Right? But the question is, are we responsible as believers, members? Remember I talked about earlier, you don't have to be a member just because you're not a member of Beyond Measure doesn't mean you're not a member of the kingdom. Because you become a believer, you automatically are inducted into the kingdom. Are we responsible as believers, members, to share in the church work financially 
or is it the pastor's responsibility to make it happen? Now, 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 now before you answer that, because I'm, I'm going to let you answer that, uh, you know, I know we all some time of fashion, and I'm, I'm here to want to say I've done this in the past. It doesn't take all that. Who cares about streaming online? They need to get up and come to church. I work, they can work. What you mean we got transport ministry? Why are we paying for a van? We don't need no van. I get to church, they can get to church. Well, they may be streaming because they're lame and can't get out of the bed. Talk to me. They may be streaming because they're taking care of a loved one that's sick and can't get out and they can't, who's, who's bed bound. So therefore, I want to watch Pastor Long and I want to watch the worship on TV so that I can still worship in fellowship even though I can't get out of my house. And we got people who say, well, well, y'all got three vans sitting out there. What's the need for three vans? Man, three vans. You know how many people that don't have cars? Talk to me. A lot of y'all cars on his last, last leg right now. But I ain't made to get here Sunday. Right? Been there, done that. I can talk about it because I've been there. I, I, don't, I don't care what you think. I've been there, so I know. I mean, look, this is real talk. Well, why we got a $642 van payment? It just don't make sense. $642 a month for the 20 to 30 people that we pick up every Sunday to come here and experience the anointing, the word of God, the worship. To me, that's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap. We got all these pretty 300 and some members, and you tell me we can't afford to go out and pick up those who want to come to church but don't have a nice Cadillac out there in the driveway. They don't have a nice new, you know, they ain't got the Mercedes and they ain't got the, you know, the new Toyota. All that nice stuff we're blessed with. And, and, and all they're saying is, I'll come if you come and pick me up. And, we, and, and when we do the church budget, somebody look over there and say, van, $642, that's a waste of money. We're not kingdom thinking. See, we, 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 you know, we start to think about, and don't take all we don't need all that. I'm going somewhere. Just ride with me. I'm going somewhere. Are we responsible as believers, members, to share in the, in the church work financially? Somebody, I need an answer right there. I need an answer. Because I want to hear, well, what I don't want to do, I love about a Bible study is I don't want to drive the conversation. I want to hear from you. Because somebody may have an opinion that's, that's vital, that's, that's different than than what I've read in the word or what I've comprehended in the word. So I want to hear from you. That's part of the kingdom. Well, well, pastor got all these great ideas. Why don't we kind of make sure he, he, he makes it happen? Okay. Okay. He said, he said, oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's good there. Yeah. They just said a mouthful. I'm gonna, hold on. Let me spit that back out to you. That, that, that's good. He said, <laughs> he said it's the pastor's job to oversee the sheep, but it's the sheep's job to produce the wool. Come on. I ain't never heard like that. But I'm, okay, So he said that wool is those financial blessings to the ministry, to the kingdom. That's good, Pastor. You can use that. That's a, that's a, that's a message right there. <laughs> Anybody else? Somebody else? Come on. Let me hear from, let, let me hear. This is. This is us. We're family. Look around. Ain't no strangers in here. 
This is people you sit with every Thursday, every Sunday, all the events we go to. This, this family, let's talk about it. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I think we had the mic. Anybody else? But, that, but, but hold on, but somebody sitting right here tonight saying, I hear you, sister, but that don't cost no money. Why we got to take money to go? To, to, how, how does that take money to go out here and, and bring souls into the kingdom and, and turn lives around? How does that? How, that, that don't, shouldn't be no finances attached to that, should it? Everything. Okay, okay. Well, so, you know, you know, you know, right now somebody's saying we went back talking about the van and, and, and y'all know Pastor said I cursed that other van we had. <laughs> Those that was here a couple years ago. <laughs> so I ain't going to talk about our new van, which is brand spanking new, awesome van that is running great. <laughs> that is a great van that we got. The two that we got right now, the other one is, is over on his other leg. So if anybody want to, <laughs> any mechanics in here, we need some volunteers to get that one going. But the question goes, watch this, the question goes to say, well, I know Minister Bass, okay, you convinced me we need a van. But why go get a $15,000 van? Why not just get a $1,000 van? Come on, bro, Walker, why not just get a $1,000 van? Why, why go get a $15,000 van? What, what's the need for $15,000? Why not get a $1,000 van? Oh, but, but that means I can't, if, if I'm giving to, for the church van, that means my own car payment can't be $500. Well, I want that for my house and my wife and my kids. I ain't, you know, the church folks that can't get here, they kind of, you know, if, if the, brand, the van knocks off on 70, okay, we'll go pick them up. Hey, I'm with you. But, but, but watch this. We can justify going out there getting that brand new truck. That brand new car, I don't care if it's a Hyundai, I don't care if it's a Honda, I don't care what it is. We justify, oh, we need all this nice new big, I need a 55-minute screen and you come to the church. Man, they don't need that big old TV. <laughs> what they got them big screens up there for? That's where all my money going into the media department. Sister Bass back there talking about all that media going on. Now, you know, we did think about getting a 32-inch to put up here and, and we, we discussed it and the, 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 the smart people in the room said, well, a 32-inch, they probably won't be able to see in the back of the church. So that's how we came up with a 60-inch because we said, well, we'll pay a little bit more, but at least the people in the back who wear glasses and may have left their glasses at home will be able to see <laughs> the songs that praise and worship is singing. They can read the words. And, 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 and you say, we talk about church budgets. You say, is it necessary for TVs? Well, guess how many folks love the TVs? Because they can read along with the praise and worship that's going on. And, and when the scriptures is going up, they can look up and see the scriptures. And when, and when pastor's doing all these awesome illustrations, they can look up and visually connect with what's being taught. Now, somebody's still saying they don't take all of that. Right? Well, we'll, we, 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 we'll cut corners on God and the ministry and kingdom, but we're going to make sure the house is right. But let me tell you, the house you need to be worrying about is this house 
You need to be worrying about God's house. We need to be worrying about the uplifting of God's kingdom. And I'm not talking about just here. I'm talking about the house of God, the kingdom. And I tell you right now, if I can go out here and drive a brand new Cadillac truck, I most definitely can pay my tithes. I'm not knocking nobody down, but if I can afford a brand new truck, I can afford to pay my tithes. It just makes sense. Because if I can't afford to pay my tithes, I'm not going to go out here and get a $50,000 truck. Let me talk to somebody. Think about it. You go get that house, I can't afford a $1,500 payment. Why? Because I know I can't because I can't pay my tithes with an $800 payment. But somehow I convinced myself I can't give to the kids on to my own kids. I can't, I, I can't help the kids on budget with that $3 because I'm struggling. I'm so tight because I look good. I'm driving good and I smell good. Now, I got it all together, but when it's offering time, you that plate go by, we act like we ain't even looking. You turn to the left. Go ahead, sister. I ain't going. <laughs> you, no, you can step over me. I ain't getting up this Sunday. My car payment due. <laughs> Talk to me, somebody. Come on. Come on now. Y'all know it's true. Let's go. But guess what? It starts with our mind. We're joking. We're having a good time. But once we understand that everything comes from God. That right there preaches, teaches itself. We don't even have to go no further, Sister Felicia. We can stop right there. Everything comes from God. So at the end of the day, everything belongs to God. And if we're willing to do and be good stewards of what he's given us, I'm here to tell you he will supply your every need. Talk to me. Hey, look, 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 I'm a living witness. <laughs> what the brother said, he was making $2 an hour, and, and you know, I don't know where he's at tonight, but the brother says he's making $2 hours and Lord bless him with $18 an hour. Hey, that's God providing. That ain't, that ain't nothing he did, right? Because what he did, he was making $2.15 an hour. But when God got in the middle of it, that $2.15 turned into $18 an hour. See, that ain't nothing because he was so smart and he looked so good and he had all these connections. No, it was because God gave him favor. When God gives you favor, it's better than finances anyway. Because that favor guarantees finances because God knows what you need. Come on, let's talk. Come on. I love it. Now, as a pastor, I said, I can get the CFO to come out of me. I can use the CFO at the church. I got an opportunity to talk to the people about what I do every day. Now, the question, now, this is, no. Oh, good. I can wrap it up with this because this is going to be good. Somebody tell me when we talk about church work and finances, what, what are we talking about? Somebody give me an example to say, like I say, we say, well, you know, I come in on Sunday and, you know, look like everything is together. You know, we, we got the chairs and the stage is up and I think we good. We don't need to do nothing else. We probably don't even have to take up no more offers. Just give, you know, pastor, you can skip a couple of Sundays because we got everything we need, right? We together. The house looks good. I mean, we, we good. So somebody tell me, let's talk about what is church work when it comes to finances. Somebody give me something. What, what are we talking about? Brother John, talk to me. What, what, when you say church work, finances, the work to keep up the kingdom, what, what are we talking about? Give me an example of something. The who? Electric bill. Hold on, let me go on here. I know it's on here somewhere. This is the budget for 16 Duke Energy, $1,000. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. The vans, the, oh, you drive the van, so you know about that, right? Right, Brother John, you, you, you drive the van? 
okay, you sometimes. So we're looking at, you know, it's got about, what, 20, 25, 30 gallons. So what we locate that right there, easy, $60 a pop times two, $120. We drive it every week. Is that safe to say every week, every Sunday? Okay, okay, go ahead, Brother Johnny. You good, man, you sharp. Anything else? Hey, whatever. If you ain't got, if you can't think of nothing now. Oh, maintenance. What you mean, bro, John? Man, the church runs itself. What you mean everything good? Well, why should we fix it? I couldn't make it no planning in that, could <laughs> Oh, go ahead, bro, John. So we talk about maintenance. Is that now, 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 now the three things he named, he named, do y'all think we should budget for that? Why not? I mean, that should be only come once a month. Why should we budget for that? We only put van, gas in the vans four times a month. We really don't need to budget for that, do we? Stuff don't break all the time. It only breaks once a year, right? We can, we can plan for once a year for one doorknob to break, right? We good? So should those three things be in the church budget? Okay, all right. Somebody else. I'm going to make sure what I got on my list. Y'all might give me something I don't got. Come on. Somebody else. Give me when we say church work. Sister Sister Terry, I got you, bro, Ralph. Communion. Batteries for the mic. Oh, man, we don't need batteries for this, do we? Toilet paper. Ooh, brother, brother Walker. <laughs> Toilet paper. Now, 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 ladies, I'm really speak to the ladies. Toilet tissue in the bathroom is not really a necessity, is it? I mean, you can work that out, right? I mean, yeah, we can work out that having toilet tissue, can't we? <laughs> we can't work that out? Okay, 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 all right. Bro, Ralph did use his joke. Okay, so, so let me ask you, communion and toilet tissue, <laughs> should we budget for things like that on a monthly basis? Okay, bro, Ralph, got one right here. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Had it up on the supplies. I had you. I had toilet tissue on the supplies. Water bill, $70 a month. That's pretty good. Actually, that's pretty good. And it's low because we're here basically on Thursday and Sundays. But summertime kicks up because of kids on, the kids are here. So, but $70, absolutely. The internet, come on, the internet, the internet for what? Man, you better send a kite. I'm talking about the internet. You better send a dove, a pigeon or something. You know, internet. Internet, oh, I'm glad you said it. Let me go over here. Let me go over here. I know I got it over here somewhere. Uh, $210. That's pretty good because my home internet is 150 something. We got a whole lot more internet and megabytes here than I do at home. Okay, $220. One more, Ralph. Come on, Ralph. Give me one more. Food. So, a lot of the events that we do with the kids and night out with the pastors, night out with first lady, all that stuff that we do that's free of charge to the church, who should pay for that? It's free to the church, though, right? I mean, somehow, poof, we pop up and the pieces is here, right? Oh, because we do what? Budget. You put it in the budget. But we don't need a church budget. Oh, okay. All right. Miss Jonah, I'm going to come right back to you, Miss Jonah. Absolutely not. <laughs> I 
Hey, look, it burn, it burn, baby, burn. <laughs> hey, look, that's a bill we can't afford. Can't afford no insurances. No. You think that's important? Well, I guarantee you, you can't have a, a, a church band on the road without insurance. Right? You can't have a church building without insurance because if you ain't got insurance, let somebody come in and fall and break that big toe and see what happens. Yes, ma'am. Hold, hold, let me see if I got that on here. Bro Walker, I know Pastor said he's going to revoke that credit card you're using because of all that, but where we at? See, Brother Walker come in here and stepped it up said, oh, no, we're going to show enough clean up. See, we had, a, we had one budget for cleaning, but when Brother Walker stepped in, that budget increased. But that's a good thing because we're cleaning more. We're taking care of the church a little bit better because somebody has taken the responsibility. That's called being a good steward. It's called kingdom building. They're saying, hey, look, nobody else really want to take that on. I'll take it on. That's called being a good steward of what God has blessed us with. Yes, that is part of the budget. Anybody agree? Do we need to worry about cleaning supplies or should we just let the bathroom do what they do? And we kind of just, you know, I mean, water's good. We can wipe down with water, can't we, Sister Moore? We need Clorox. We need to sanitize there with Sister Queezy. Sister Brittany over here, and I'm going to come back to you. Sister Brittany right here. Hold on, put it up, put it up, hold on, hold on. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. You got to pay him for what? He called to do this. It don't matter if he's here 12 o'clock at night. It don't matter if he's here putting up light bulbs. It don't matter if he's, he's our head janitor, media, uh, IT specialist, all that stuff. That don't matter. I mean, really, like, we, y'all think we really should pay him? Well, come on, y'all. He ain't in here. Don't go look at him. <laughs> right? Absolutely. But I'll be honest with you. What we pay our pastor is pennies. I'm just, if you don't know, ask for the budget. What we pay our pastor is pennies compared to what most pastors get at a church this size. I'm, look at the budget. It's open. If you want one, ask me. Get one. You get a copy of it. It's pennies. Yes, Miss Davis. I just put a tone in there. $50 a pop. But we don't need, no, no, no. Look, it's too much information going on anyway. Y'all get it. Don't need no programs. We don't need none of that stuff. Don't need to know what's going on Sunday. That stuff in the bathroom is too much information for y'all anyway. Look, we're going to start just sending them, sending them out a text. This is what happened. <laughs> hey, look, but we need the internet to do that, don't we? Huh? These nice emails that the Sister Terrain and Sister Teresa put together. We need the internet for that, don't we? Should that be in the budget? Okay, okay. Oh, no, absolutely. Every church, we're the only church in the world paying musicians. How do we end up? Now, I, I've been asking myself, why are we paying and nobody else around is paying musicians? Musicians, why are we all the only ones getting paid and no other churches are paying musicians? We joke about it, but the reality is every church pays the musicians. But let me talk to you about it. They here on Thursday. They here on Wednesdays. They here on Saturday mornings. They here on Sundays. They follow pastor when he go out to preach. They follow me sometime when I go out. They work. How many, how many of us is here on Saturday morning at 7 o'clock? <laughs> Put my own hand down. So Teresa says she here sometime. How many of us here on Wednesday for a three-hour practice? 
Yeah, y'all on the praise team, but outside of praise team. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll just aside, you know, we joke about it and we say it's not needed, but who's going to commit to four days a week, three to four to five hours a pop away from their families, from their wives, from their kids, and come up here and do this for free? Don't look to your left or don't look to your right. If you do it, you do it for a short period of time. I do it, I do it in three weeks, Pastor. I tell you, boy, I can't do it. My wife tripping. She said, I better get home. What's this Joanne at? I know she be like, whoo. Hey, he be here with me and Pastor. 11, 12 o'clock at night. He's still in Joanne. He's still in here with us. And then, then he got to drive all the way to Broad Creek. Come on, somebody. We didn't know that, didn't you? Y'all thought he lit over the trailer park, didn't you? Brother got to drive all the way to Broad Creek on the other side of Durham, almost in Raleigh. That actually is Raleigh. And he leaving here 11, 12 o'clock at night. Then he turned back around. He here 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. And then I tell you, honest God, he's here from 7. Sometimes he don't got to hit 12, 1 o'clock, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is an average. So you do this 7, 11, that's four hours. Now he's done left his wife in the bed and sleep. She roll over. Ain't nothing there. Talk to me, somebody. Y'all been married or going to be married. Hey, look, you know, you make sacrifices, and guess what? It, it's, you know, we, we can say it shouldn't be in the budget. We shouldn't have to pay, but the reality is ain't nobody else going to do it for free. And if you're going to do it for free and you step up and do it for a year straight, then we'll consider cutting the budget for the music ministry. There's <laughs> <laughs> something here. I got it on the, I got it on the paperwork. I'm, I'm about to wrap up, but... Uh, anybody else? Come on, two more before we wrap up. Go ahead. The lease. Come. Now you know ministry don't have to really pay for no lease. It's something that Obama put out. Now we don't have to pay for this. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, we 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 might we we don't you know this is my brother from another mother. But you know we black. Obama take care of us. We ain't paying no lease. I'm talking about a lease. I'm talking about you know. Hey, look. We we ain't got no lease. I mean, do we really have the budget for that? I mean, come on, that ain't even really, Miss Davis. I mean, y'all tripping? We ain't got budget for the lease. Oh, outreach, Jericho Road, clothing, feeding, bill assistance. This ain't stuff that we don't do. That kind of stuff, do we? No, we don't do it. Well, why don't we put on the screen every Sunday who we blessed last week? Why don't we do that? I mean, everybody need to know, though, that, that we pay somebody light bill, don't we? Now, if you got your light bill paid, you would want the whole 300 people on Sunday and everybody on the world wide web, like Pastor talked about to know, right? That's <laughs> to say the world wide web. Right, and believe me, he'll have you on there too. <laughs> right? But guess what? This is part of kingdom building. This, yes, it is in the budget. Yes, every single month. Sister Teresa will tell you, I get phone call. I got one on my desk right now that I got yesterday. I haven't called. I guarantee you, and this is what we do, so this is not a, a, a negative thing. This is what we are here to do. 
This is what God has called us, ordained us, set us aside for, why he has blessed us, why he has blessed us coming and going, why the ministry is prosperous, why you look up, we've started at 1,800 square feet, now we're at 18,000 square feet. That's why we're here, because we're called to bless other people. And I'm here to tell you, as long as we're doing what God has called us to do, we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine, and connected to us is going to be just fine. If you're going through a season, that season must change. We're in summer right now. I can't wait till what's next, fall? I can't wait. It's too hot for me. I'm a big guy. It's too hot. I'm going to keep it real. I'm with you, brother. I'm, I'm ready for fall, right? But I'm fine because I know this season is going to change. So I'm speaking to you tonight. Somebody's going through right now, but guess what? If you stay connected to what God is doing here, listen, stay connected to what God is doing here. I can stand here proudly with my head standing up that this ministry, I can't speak for nobody else or where you came from or where you've been, but I can speak for this ministry. We are doing our best with the leadership of our pastor to be good stewards with what God has blessed us with. And I'm about to wrap up and I'm done, but I want to I wanna just read some things to some folks who might not have been here doing our church budget. Just listen to me because I'm done, baby. I'm done. I know you're telling me to wrap it up. I'm done. Lease payment, $4,500. Duke Energy, $1,000. Water, $60. PSNC, $400. Guardian Protection, which is our long system, $39.95. Dish Network, $80.19. The lease for the kids zone, $1,800. Duke Energy for the kids on 600. The water bill for the kids on 60. Dish Network for the kids on 75. Just got internet down there. That's $80. Garden Protection down there, which is the alarm system, is $40. ASG Security, which is the fire system that we use here, that's $233. That is mandated by North Carolina laws. Church Phone and Sprint, $340. AT&T HughesNet, $210. Where we just went up to... Uh, time Warner Cable because we was dropping, so we had to upgrade our megabytes. Not sure what that is, but I can guarantee you it's more. How much? 340. Music department, I'm not going to tell you because y'all will throw a shoe at me. Pastor only gets $1,000 a month. Music department, $4,233. Cleaning supplies, which is $100. I'm here to tell you I spend more than that at my house, so we know that's low end. Staff insurance, $180, which consumes our pastor. And the first lady, I don't know about the first lady, but I know we got insurance step for the, for the pastor. And I know people feel like we shouldn't have insurance for the pastor, but yeah, I think we should have insurance for the pastor. <laughs> Even if you scratch that off, let's take that off. Church insurance for the facility, $160. Eye contact, which is a system that we use to communicate, $40. Capital One, which is our, our budget that Mr. Walker has ran up. It was $100 and $375. <laughs> Icon system. Oh, which is 40 Our GoDaddy, which is $40 a month. Our One Box, which is our virtual secretary, which is $50. BMB Outreach is $350. I'm here to tell you, BMB, BMM Outreach, $350. That is not our budget. Our budget, what we spend monthly, is a lot more than $350. Miscellaneous Supplies, $400. QuickBooks, $50. Advertising and Marketing, $200. Z Sounds, which is our equipment, which is $250 a month. Ministry Offerings, meaning what we give out to other ministries, to other people, just uh, offering this gift to those benevolence, those who have, when we talk about benevolence, y'all know when people have deaf in their family, Sister Jackie and her team gets in their car, they load up the stuff, all kinds of paper goods, all this stuff. If you ever had a deaf in your family, I have experienced it. They come and they come right. 
They come and they make sure. She gonna make sure you got a case of water if you ain't got nothing. <laughs> Two cases of water. But all I'm talking about paper goods. I ain't talking about she don't come with a pack from the dollar store. She come with this big huge. I said, Jackie ain't got that many people at the house. <laughs> I, said, I said, we ain't feeding that many people, Jackie. Oh no, this is what we do. I said, okay, end up half of you know back at the church. But what they what I'm saying, these are serious costs. Jericho Road, which is part of outreach. Church van, $642. We ain't got gas on here, so that's another $200. Our push pay app was $150. Our, our regular church credit card is $350. So, it, I mean, at the end of the day, and this is stuff that we can budget for, but anybody who has ever done a budget, there are things that you can't budget for. I love you. God bless you. I want you to think about it, lay on and dream about do we really need a church budget? And it's not what bad say about it, but what does God have to say about it? God bless you, love you, and have a good evening.